Culture and Psychology with Tabana. Very warm hello to our Radio Bombard listeners. This is Saide Malik Hapsali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Alex Andrade today. Dr. Andrade is not with us. And um, Alex- Dr. Rockers. Dr. Rockers is not with us. Did I say Dr. Andrade? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's take let's take attendance on, here. That was one unintended mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Rockers is not with us, but Dr. Andrade, you heard him talking, he's here. And we were just talking about the new season, the autumn and the beauty of the season, but also some of the shortcomings uh, that um, happens during this time. But um, we can start talking about this. I just uh, start myself. I just, it's one of, it's actually my favorite season. I just have such good memories from childhood. Um, I, it just, autumns bring so much color, so much closeness, so much coziness to my mind and my feeling. So I love this topic to talk about because it just gives me a lot of positive energy. Yeah, I think it's, I also really like the fall weather and the shift in season. Uh, But also, I do know that that is something that can be difficult for a lot of people too. Um, There is a a kind of a term seasonal affective disorder, which uh, some individuals experience, which given the change in the season, particularly less light uh, during this time of the year, um, a person may feel more depressed, uh, more down. Um, and so it can definitely be something that individuals struggle with. And sometimes, uh, they even, uh, struggle with realizing how impacted they are. And so it's something that, uh, as we talk about those other seasonal things, uh, that can be positive or, uh, just a change, um, we can also kind of touch on, you know, how this impacts a person, uh, a couple of things I just wanted to mention in regards to seasonal affective disorder, um, is that typically it's around certain times of the year, such as fall or winter. However, I have heard some individuals say even uh, during the summertime or the start of the summer, they notice that that shift or change uh, impacts them kind of negatively as well. Uh, Also too, uh, a lot of times the uh, winter type seasonal pattern appears to kind of vary with uh, latitude, kind of where you're at age and sex. Uh, Also the prevalence increases with higher latitudes, which is interesting. And then also uh, age is a strong predictor of seasonality with younger persons at higher risk for winter depressive episodes. Uh, And so it's something I've seen people kind of recognize and and continues kind of throughout their life. Uh, One kind of qualifier is that typically it has to uh, have occurred for at least uh, two years um, before it's something that um, can be diagnosed. Actually, let me confirm that. Yeah, I believe it's two years. So, and uh, yeah, it's it's something that I've seen a lot of people struggle with, uh, you know, recognizing there can be some things that we do, but therapeutically, as well as in with our, our daily routine, uh, I think could be really helpful for listeners and, and individuals. So we're very happy that we don't have that um, uh, seasonal effect. Uh, yes. we, we In psychology, we call it SAD. Mm-hmm. A seasonal effect disorder. And I know there's a yellow light. Um, sometimes I see in people's offices that during winter, they have an extra light in their rooms. Um, and it's always recommended because the extra light and especially 
the light? Is it the yellow light that is a light? I know it's a light box. Uh, people call yeah. it too. I think you can get them on Amazon actually now too. And people right. find like so the natural, yeah, the natural, it's like a natural progression of light uh, in, in waking helps people sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And then also uh, the duration of the sleep is, it becomes longer. So the secretion of melatonin, uh, it's more. So you tend to sleep more. Um, that's why you need something to wake you up. And that's why maybe that lighting is helpful. Also too, vitamin D, which is uh, one of the ways that we get that is through exposure to the sunlight during the winter months, we have that less. And so that's something too, that can actually lead to low vitamin D can actually lead to um, some depressed mood. And so it's something to, to be aware of um, and something that could easily be checked by your doctor uh, when getting your blood work. And so, yeah, there can be some important reasons to, to be very vigilant. Uh, I think also too, given COVID and what's going on in the world, uh, you know, this might look a little different this uh, year, um, given that people are maybe working from home, uh, there's not the commute. And so it's not like you're at work all day and then you come home and it's dark. Um, so there may be even some opportunities to continue to be out in the sun during the day, maybe just some maneuvering of your work schedule if possible. So that's something too, I think is going to be important. Yeah. And also because of the beautiful weather, then when the sign is shining, it's the best time to have a short walk or to sit wherever, if there's outside that you can sit, even if you're working from home, if you have a little um, outdoor place that you can enjoy the sun while you're working, it would be very helpful. But um, basically the best thing is um, having a short walk um, in the sun because the sun during autumn is not as um, strong as in summer, obviously. So while, you know, I know because a lot of people are taking care of their skin and they're worried about the sun and the uh, negative effect on their um, deeper um, skin layers. But uh, during this time, the weather is beautiful and the sun would be not as um, negatively affected on your skin. I was kind of wondering too, what uh, about the season kind of stands out for you? I know for me, I really enjoy the, the clothing. I, uh, you know, I love, you know, in summer to be able to put shorts on and a shirt or tank top, but there's something about like sweaters and hoodies um, that are really comfortable. They're just like, I always love finding like a really warm or really like cushiony sweater um, or a nice jacket. There's something about that that just feels so soothing and comforting. Uh, one of the big reasons why uh, I enjoyed living in Chicago during the time I did was like, I felt like in California, you didn't get to fully dress for even fall. And so uh, I really enjoyed like, you know, long sleeves and dressing up in that way. Uh, Cause even, even here in Sacramento, it gets a little warm uh, in the winter time. I feel like last few years though, maybe I'm getting older. It feels like it's getting a little colder. I'm not sure, but uh, I really enjoy the, the, the way you could dress and even in the foods you can eat, uh, you know, you like soups and things like that during the, the fall and the winter time. What about you said, what stands out for you? Oh, exactly the same, the coziness, you know, the, the inside, the gathering becomes, uh, first of all, gathering starts even to become more, at least in, in our um, circle of friends, because summer people go on trips, uh, and even if we gather, 
There are a couple of people that are always missing because they're on trips and vacation. But when it comes the autumn time, this season brings everybody together. Like um, September and October are the time that people mostly get together. And then November is more family. Uh, and then it's just such good memory of childhood for me and such good memory even now with uh, coziness, closeness. And you talked about closing. I exactly feel the same way. I just love that is closure to all this summer, um, you know, warm um, weather and also the way you dress. But then it's just such cozy and nice way to, I know some people think opposite um, of what mm-hmm. we think, probably they don't like it. And I know, um, for example, my husband, uh, I always say, oh, I love autumn and winter. And then he's the opposite, he just loves the sun and just uh, wearing light uh, clothing. Uh, and I'm the opposite. I, mm-hmm. I just love these two seasons. Yeah. I, th- I was thinking too, along those lines, there's a, a kind of a shift in some of our routine too, and, and wanting to really kind of encourage listeners to even think about, you know, what are their routines during the different times of year? Um, specifically, I, f- I find it's a, a, a change in routine can be an opportunity to kind of, uh, kind of recharge or refresh kind of, uh, you know, where you're at, how you're feeling, how you're approaching things. I know there's the term like spring cleaning. That's something that people think about uh, during the spring, but I, even during the fall, there can be a lot of cleaning, organizing, and even like decorating. I think in the, the fall months, there's a couple of uh, uh, big holidays that we'll get to uh, that a lot of people will like decorate. And that uh, a lot of people are very passionate about that to be able to decorate. Um, but yeah, do, do you tend to kind of organize in any way uh, for like any fall cleaning? I, I think this has been at the forefront of my mind. I've been yeah. doing that a little bit more, uh, kind of going through my wardrobe, donating some yeah. things. Yeah, um, yeah. it's yeah. every season I do the same thing. I feel like when I just give away some of the closing or some of the things we are not using or we want to change. It's such a good feeling. You know, you, you just walk into your closet is emptier. It's um, or, or it's not as crowded. I should change my wording. <laughs> it's not as crowded. You can walk in it, you know, and um, it's, it's just such a good feeling that uh, you're bringing, um, you know, the, uh, winter clothes and the uh, change of season gives you some sort of, um, you know, encouragement to do things uh, maybe differently, or uh, especially as you talked about clean, uh, cleaning the house and office or whatever, wherever you are. Uh, yes, you do, because you want to move things sometimes around and maybe your comfy chair was not as uh, you know, used uh, because summer you usually sit outside or you're not around, but in winter and in autumn, usually you want to just be home more, you know, it's just sort of, that's why maybe I like it. It's more cozy. Yeah. I find sometimes even, you know, there can be certain blankets that you use maybe during the the winter months. And so it it can even give a, a different, 
uh, look to your space, whether it's on the couch or in the bedroom. Uh, so that way it feels like a little bit of a change, uh, especially with COVID this year. I think it's those little changes that we can have to one, make things comfortable, but then also to switch it up uh, can be really helpful. I know a lot of people have been uh, remodeling or redecorating uh, maybe more so than they have um, uh, prior to the season change. Uh, and if that's not something that people have done so far, maybe that can be something that uh, they think about doing. And again, I find sometimes it's, it's not even about spending money or, uh, you know, buying a bunch of things. It could even just be kind of moving things around or putting different things in, in certain places. Um, so kind of visually, and uh, it gives you a little bit of a different look or feel. I like what you said, Alex, because uh, I know sometimes we get tired of same furniture or same stuff that we have in the room. We don't have to change them, you know, uh, sometimes by changing two cushion on uh, some of the chairs or moving the decoration around, it just gives you a new look. Um, and we all need some changes uh, that, um, you know, it doesn't cause spending money sometimes uh, just like in our appearance sometimes we get a haircut sometimes we do something um but alex you don't have that much hair to do a haircut sorry <laughs> but, i don't have to worry about it it's perfect <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you're not worried about that but i'm just saying you know little changes um sometimes helps you know for men i know sometimes they start growing beard and sometimes if they had beard they make it shorter or they shave it so there are some changes that gives us a different look and um, psychologically, we need some of these changes to give us some sort of um, encouragement and hopefully is positive. So we are not upset about those changes. But with furniture rearrangements, um, nothing hurts. If you don't like it, you put it back. But I mean, we have to create something to give us more energy and excitement. And as you were talking, Alex, I was thinking that one of the things that maybe sometimes we don't even think about the holidays, probably there are some reasons behind them. Like if you notice the greatest and biggest holidays are usually in winter and, and um, uh, fall. And yeah. it's probably because people are now inside. They may, especially in old days, uh, it was difficult to move around or go places or meet different people. Well, now we know with all the technology and um, facilities that we have, moving around is much easier. But I think there was a reason behind it. When it's uh, September, you are thinking of coming inside, changing things, and then it's Labor Day. And then in uh, October, um, there's Halloween that you're getting prepared. In November, you're getting prepared for Thanksgiving. And then in um, December, you're preparing for Christmas. So think about it. Every month, there's a big hope for something that is coming up and you're putting things together for that event to happen. And most of the time is about family. Yeah. So loved ones are getting together more. Yeah. Let's definitely talk more about holidays because I think that could be something that impacts people's moods as well. Uh, I did want to say, since people can only hear us and see us, uh, as you were mentioning with the beard, uh, that's something I've actually started growing. It's been about a month now. And this thing is, it just has 
grown wild in such a short amount of time. And, and I purposely did it for, for that reason. It was like the season change, it's getting colder, eventually it's going to get colder. Um, and there's just something cozy about it. I don't know what it is. So um, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll keep listeners up on uh, the progress of my beard. If that's of any interest to anybody, probably not, uh, but it's, it's a winter beard, a long fall winter beard. So that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, I see that uh, after it become uh, it became the um, fashion, uh, you see a lot of men growing beard. But when I mentioned that you can make changes in your appearance, I was looking at you and I noticed that, oh my gosh, now Alex is with beard, complete beard. And thank God it's becoming Alex, you know, otherwise I would have told you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I expect nothing less. Yeah, if it looked horrible, I, I hope you guys would tell me. So, yeah. No. Okay, so we are going to have a break and we come back to continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من امروز در کنار دوست و همکارم دکتر الکساندرادی هستیم دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز نتونست با ما باشه و ما در قسمت اول برنامه راجب فصل جدید پاییز صحبت کردیم و اینکه چه چیزایی به دنبال میاره اگه صدای ما رو تازه رادیو رو باز کرده بودین و میشنیدین داریم انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم ما روزای شنبه و یه شنبه صحبت هامون به زبان انگلیسی هستش از رادیو بامداد از ساعت یک تا دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر پخش میشه پادکست های ما در گوگل و آیتون هست اگر که سرچ کنین ما رو به عنوان کالچر اند سایکولوژی اسم برنامه من هستش پادکست های ما تحت تایتل های مختلف در آیتون و گوگل در هر ساعتی غیر از ساعتی که زنده پخش میشه از رادیو بامداد میتونیم بشنبید ما یک بریک کوتاه میگیریم برمیگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم We're back with Dr. Andrade, and um, we have been talking about change of season and what it entails. And now we are back and we continue our conversation. Yeah, well, as we were just mentioning, uh, the holidays, uh, definitely it's around this time. And yeah, it's an interesting idea, too, that uh, given you know transportation, especially in the past, how maybe challenging or difficult that was, that these holidays are all kind of uh, around this time where we're maybe at home a little bit more. Uh, over the years, it's become where, you know, we're able to travel, we're able to connect. Um, and, and this time I find, uh, you know, the holidays this time of year can be difficult for people, even to the point of some people's mood being impacted. And as we talked about earlier, the 
seasonal affective disorder, sometimes referred to as uh, SAD, S-A-D, uh, can impact people in ways that uh, they feel down, they feel depressed. Um, it's not a time of year that they look forward to. And as we mentioned, things that could be of help are, you know, being uh, kind of getting out in the day. Uh, there's even things that you can look online, uh, light boxes, something that helps individuals. Uh, but to even I find uh, uh, it's kind of also related to the holidays kind of coming up. Uh, I think, you know, there's two sides to that, of course. Sometimes it's something that people are really excited about. They're looking forward to. But uh, there can also be some drawbacks from that. Um, are you a big holiday person, Side A? Do you like to uh, get ready for the holidays and even decorate and things like that? What's that for you? I don't do too much decoration because uh, when things are cluttered, I don't like it. I like mm. the cleanness everywhere, but I really look forward to every gathering and every happy moment. And I think these are the causes that you know, first of all, you're looking forward something bigger than, you know, unusual and normal things, because even normal time during the month of um, even September all the way to December, you still have some sort of gathering visitations and stuff. But then holidays is different. You know, the family members come there, you're, you're together maybe for a week. I know I hear from people that sometimes don't like these family gatherings because usually the opposite ideas over things, the arguments, but, um, you know, knock on wood, again, back to the <laughs> superstitions, uh, we just love to be together and, uh, you know, enjoy the time uh, together. So I look forward to it. And even if I don't do too much of decoration, but it's in my mind, and I often think this is a great opportunity for people to look forward to something, to give them encouragement, to give them hope, to give them you know, positive energy, to move around and do things for the holiday, for getting together. But also, I want to really mention people who have lost their loved ones. It's very, very difficult time. People who have had broken relationships or a person who is in the, the process of divorce or children that they have two different family to go to and they don't know which one to choose or um, it's all these other things that as psychologists we know and we deal with some of the people uh, we don't want to put that outside our mind but also I want personally to encourage to encourage people even if you are in those situations just make the best out of whatever is available and try not to go back to the negative part of it because our mind usually tends to go there and uh, find a way to stop your mind from the negative part of it and uh, always remember there's a duration in psychology we always say that uh, things, uh, you know, you go through those processes psychologically, but you come out of it and there are always good days ahead. So uh, I want to encourage our listeners to try and, and be in control of thinking about more positive things so that you can actually base your thinking and your action around those positive things. Yeah, that's a great point too. And there's so much you touched on and I'm glad that you did. Uh, it's definitely a time where people can connect and socialize and, and celebrate. 
Um, I know Halloween is one that a lot of people really enjoy to be able to dress up and play. We've talked before about how important play is and just to be able to do that in that way. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, even New Year's, those can be times of connection, family, even, you know, New Year's is a, a time to kind of refresh and start uh, a new year and with a, a, a optimism, a hope. Um, there can be so many things that these holidays bring to us in, in positive ways, but then also too, they can remind us of things in the past that maybe haven't gone so well, uh, losses we've experienced. And so while both can be true, I, I love what you said too, this idea of kind of focusing on, you know, what could we, what could we, how could we focus on this now in a way that maybe gives to us uh, how we could, even with, you know, maybe those challenges or difficulties or hardships, even that we can use this coming holiday season, this time of year as something for us in a different way, rather than just saying, and, and I've heard people say this and, and sometimes rightly so, oh, the holidays or, oh, this time of year, or, oh man, okay, I got to see family again. Um, but sometimes, you know, uh, for example, with family, you know, I, I, I always say, you know, so sometimes friends are the family that we choose if we don't always have the healthiest relationship with our family or maybe limited family. So that can be something that's maybe different rather than feeling like you have to be around family or you're experiencing that absence of family, being able to spend time with people that you do enjoy and people who are nurturing and supporting to you. So it doesn't just have to be this repeat every year. Uh, and especially with COVID too, it may be very different this year, um, just like last year, but maybe a, a change in some ways. Uh, people are getting out more, people are vaccinated, um, but still there can be some hesitation, some concerns about, you know, gatherings and large gatherings. Uh, in California, we're, we're pretty fortunate enough where a lot of times the weather is still kind of manageable, even if we're getting outside to socialize and to do those things, where in other places that might be a little bit more difficult and challenging. Um, so again, trying to look at any opportunity that we can have to approach this in a little different way. Um, as a way to, to feel recharged, to reconnect, um, to feel like we want it to be what we want it to be at this point in our life. Um, I like what you said, Alex, uh, the change part. And also uh, that reminded me of the book. It's called How to Change by Dr. Kathy um, Milkman. She talks about, you know, a lot of times change for us or resolution is only for new year. I think I told you a little bit about that before our show, uh, but the way she talks about is these events, every event in our life that are happy, that brings optimistic um, energy to our life. They're good point to start uh, changing what you want to change because if the time and the date doesn't mean anything to us, we are not charged by it. But if it's a birthday, for example, from this birthday, um, you know, I'm going to try to uh, gain the skills or train myself to, to skills um, that I want or um, whatever it is in your mind that you want to do that you've been postponing. Try to think about the specific date that brings uh, optimistic energy to your life, to your mind, and makes you happy. If it's birthday party, if it's um, Halloween, if it's Thanksgiving, try to establish those dates 
um, because those dates have meaning and maybe they give us a different purpose because even uh, Dr. Milkman talks about this, that there is, uh, there's a difference between just any ordinary day than the day or the date that has meaning to us. And it gives us um, such sort of happy mood to start a new beginning. So not necessarily new year, but think of so many things, so many dates, whether it's the birthday of your kids, whether it's birthday of your spouses or loved ones, or whether it's holidays, any holidays that brings good memories to you. Like, uh, especially um, Dr. Milkman says, for example, holidays that are, or events that are negative emotions or bring negative emotions, don't think of those. Those think of a date that brings happiness to your mind and to your life. And from that point, that could be your beginning, the starter of a new things you want to do. If you want to take classes, if you want to go to the gym, if you want, don't wait till new year. Don't think um, the resolution, because this research that she has done shows that if uh, you start something in new year, not that it doesn't work, but majority of the time seems like it's cliche. What is your resolution on New Year? But rather than just a resolution for New Year, think of, you know, other dates. Think of a new beginning for you, whether it's the new season, whether, for example, March 20th, beginning of the spring. What does that date bring to your mind? What is it that you want to change? Or, for example, Alex and I talked about, you know, cleaning the house. Uh, you know, when you clean, uh, deep cleaning, seasonal cleaning, you give away a lot of things that you haven't been using. That clear your mind as well, because at least that's how I am. If things are not cluttered, my mind is uh, working better. You know, when things are cluttered, uh, that clutterness affects your mood, affects your behavior. But when things are smooth and nice and clean, uh, it seems like you're more focused, or at least for me, it's like that. No, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think we can use, you know, each week, uh, if we're not a big fan of Mondays, we can use the weekend, we can use the beginning of the month as times to reflect on what are those things that we're striving towards? What are those things that we want? Um, I, I feel like there's certain times that are really bigger in that way that we can use as uh, ways to demark or to mark, you know, change. I think New Year's is one where we, I think falsely, like you said, we'll say, oh, well, you know, once the New Year's starts, I'll do this and I'll do that. I, I often wonder, well, what's stopping us from doing it now? Um, and so I, I think that sometimes catches people off guard and it brings to light some of the hesitation, some of the procrastination also too, you know, just recognizing, you know, is this going to be something that I am really going to keep up and practice? Or am I just saying once the new year starts, then I'll do that. We're kind of allowing ourselves to believe that even knowing full fully that we may struggle to continue that. So, you know, if we can think about what do we want to do today? What do we want to do this week? Um, I find that that can be a, an easier place to start where we can actually maybe enact some of those things versus just delaying it more and more. 
Right. And what keeps us from doing what we want to do? We have to think about that because procrastination is something that majority of us are dealing with it. We just postpone things. Maybe we don't want to get into them. But um, if it's difficult, why not get rid of those difficulty and do it sooner so our mind is clear? you know, released from that thought. For example, if I need to do something and I just keep postponing it, basically what researchers say, I'm keeping those thoughts and I'm cluttering my mind with things that I need to do and days goes by and I'm still thinking about those. So imagine how dragging this uh, situation is that you have something in your mind and it's there you're carrying this with you every day. But if you really logically think about it, you're going to take care of it. So it's off your mind. I know with ADHD, a lot of times, or OCD, you know, people who have those traits, they tend to do things faster and put it aside. Um, On the one hand, we know that this is some sort of disorder, but on the other hand, they soon take care of things that they have to do. Otherwise, that would be one of the compulsiveness that comes constantly. Um, um, and, And it's just something if we need to take care of, the sooner we do, the better. So we can start thinking logically and train our mind to just think about it that if you postpone doing things that you need to do and you must do, the sooner you do, the more you're giving your brain time to release and relax and uh, feel comfortable that whatever it was in there, you have taken care of. Uh, I, I use encourage the same thing. It's the idea that it like frees our mind up for other things versus it being kind of occupied by, by those things that we should do or we hope to do or we want to do. Yes, perfect. And now we got to another break. So we um, come back and we converse about our topic. But before we leave, I want to say um, some words in Farsi. اگر تازه صدای ما رو میشنوین از رادیو بامداد ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه به زبان انگلیسی از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر با همکارانم دکتر الکساندراده و دکتر دانیل راکرز هستیم البته امروز دکتر راکرز با ما نیستن من و دکتر انراده با هم هستیم من سعیده ملک افزالی هستم در برنامه Culture and Psychology پادکست های ما رو میتونین به زبان انگلیسی تحت تاپیک های مختلف در آیتون و گوگل سرچ کنین و پیدا کنین هر ساعتی براتون مناسبه گوش بدین صحبت های ما در مورد مسائل روانشناسی و مسائل روزمره و مسائل فرهنگی هستش موضوعات فرهنگی هست برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو در مورد تغییر فصل و کارهایی که میتونیم بکنیم در فصل پاییز ادامه میدیم
We're back with Dr. Andrade, and we continue our conversation about the new season, the autumn. That's uh, my favorite season. And also uh, today I found out that uh, Dr. Andrade also uh, is fond of the new season. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of uh, kind of those little comforts that we can have during that time and just how nice it is to have like a warm cup of coffee, uh, to be able to have certain foods uh, and even culturally um, that really kind of maybe are more, more common or more popular during this time of year. Um, for example, in, in the Latino culture, the Mexican culture, um, there's a food called menudo that, uh, I mean, it's pretty popular throughout the year. Uh, my dad eats it nonstop, uh, you know, but it's, it's more of like a soup. And so it's, it's more of a morning kind of meal. Um, but definitely something that uh, I kind of crave a little bit more during the winter months because it's warm, it's hot, it's very soothing in that way. Um, you know, during Thanksgiving, obviously, turkey is a big one that a lot of people look forward to. Um, and there's a lot of other seasonal kind of foods that um, are really popular around this time. I know like Starbucks and coffee shops have like pumpkin spice things. And so uh, I think like every place right now is starting to roll out all their pumpkin related kind of flavors and things like that. Um, what about you, Sade? Are there certain foods that come to mind during this time of year? Yeah. And uh, the, not only the food, I was just thinking, Alex, uh, we jump into things ahead of us. Like it's been like two weeks. I pass by when I'm walking, uh, I'm walking my dogs. I see that they're decorating the Halloween stuff. And I'm just thinking, you know what? We need to enjoy a spring. I mean, September 1st, (laughs) always jumping. We are in October and we are decorating with, uh, Thanksgiving. We are in Thanksgiving. We are decorating with uh, Christmas. We need to fully enjoy the moments, you know. I think some people get excited about it, though. I have one of my neighbors, and she, yeah, they've already, like in September, the beginning of September almost, started decorating Halloween things. And uh, I think it's just they they love it so much. And it's such, you know, it's only for one day. So it's like, oh, I want to get the most of it sometimes. So I think people get excited. But I think like stores that it kind of does annoy me when like stores will like, you know, it's yeah, it's not even Halloween yet. And they have Valentine's Day stuff out. Come on now, like, wait, like, give us give us a couple of holidays (laughs) first. Yeah. No, you're right. September, it's okay because we don't have anything specific except that beginning of September we do. But during September, it's good because it just brings the hope and the looking forward thing about um, the Halloween and that's acceptable. But if Mm -hmm. you're still in Halloween mood and then all of a sudden you're right, you go to the store and you see they're advertising for Thanksgiving or in Thanksgiving, they're advertising for September. You just feel like, let me just enjoy this month fully with Thanksgiving stuff. And then we can go to Christmas. Uh, But um, with food, you mentioned um, one of the things that I specifically love, we have so many different types of food uh, for winter uh, that gives more energy because in winter, you probably need more nutrients, more sweet, things like that. There's so many different food that we have, but specifically so many different kinds of soups. And uh, what in our language, um, we call it ash when it's too much of ingredients in the soup. It's not soup anymore. We have different kinds of soup and we have different kinds of ash 
you know, it's like more like a stew type thing that is called ash, but then a lot of different kinds of soups. So yeah, that coziness again, that warm food, um, another part of celebration, another part of coziness that you're sitting by a warm uh, uh, chimney or, um, you know, just in a closeness and then you're uh, eating soups or nice and warm food. For Thanksgiving, do you, besides Turkey and the tradition of American culture, do you have a specific food for Thanksgiving? Well, it's funny too, over the years, I grew up with a kind of a mix of Mexican and American culture. And a lot of times I never knew there was a distinction. Uh, for example, for uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, which is March, uh, my grandmother, she would always make uh, corned beef, which is a popular like a food for, for uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, corned beef and cabbage. Uh, but she'd also make Mexican rice and beans and tortillas. And so for me, that was normal. So it was funny because I remember the first time I had just corned beef and cabbage, I was like, well, where's the rice and the tortillas? Like, what's going on? Like, you guys are forgetting something. And people were like, what? And so like, for us, a lot of the staples of the Latino, the Mexican culture, uh, such as like rice and beans and tortillas are, are kind of in ingrained in all those other. So like for Thanksgiving, yeah, we'll usually have like Mexican rice, but then we'll also have uh, like ham and turkey and things like that. So um, there's usually always tortillas around, um, maybe some salsa, things like that, but uh, definitely rice, beans. Um, yeah, it'd be weird if we had just some of those other foods. Uh, so it's usually a mix of things. Yeah. What about for you guys? Yeah, very interesting. Because I was just thinking probably my sons would feel the same way because we always had the mix of traditional Thanksgiving and also some Persian food. Mm -hmm. And it was, I to me, it was perfect combination because with Turkey and other ingredients that you prepare for Thanksgiving in traditional Thanksgiving culture and food, but um, there's no rice, you know, and it feels like you need rice. <laughs> so I always, I always cooked rice as well, plus something that goes with turkey. And in my mind, I always feel like Khoresh Fesendron and our listeners, if they're Persian, they understand what is Khoresh Fesendron. It's ingredient that most people love especially it's sweet mm. for that time of the year with combination of turkey it seems that it would be perfect because it has um it's made by um walnut mm. and um pomegranate uh, sauce and has um uh onion and also people mix it with different things some people with apple uh, some people with um, uh, spaghetti squash different ways of doing it but then final result is a semi-sweet nice uh, sauce type thing and then you can put um, meat in it but because we have a big turkey I just, uh, you know, put the turkey as the meat of this um, khoresh and then with rice. So my kids grew up with that. And I'm just thinking maybe they think 
Thanksgiving needs to have rice in, uh, on the table, same as you. So yeah, uh, the mixture of cultures is, is very interesting that you sometimes bring some sort of spice to it from your culture. And that becomes a mix of both cultures. And, and it's funny in, uh, for in, in the Mexican culture too, uh, usually around Christmas more so than Thanksgiving, uh, we'll make, uh, well, I've helped. I haven't made it myself. Uh, my mom usually does it uh, and my aunts, um, tamales. And so tamales will be something where uh, the family will get together and, uh, you know, kind of make them. So it's a bit of a, a gathering, just making them. And then I think they take several hours to cook too. Um, and so then on, you know, Christmas, uh, we'll have those and usually a lot of leftovers. Uh, sometimes even before Christmas, we'll have them. Uh, there's a, a, a joke. It's a little crude. It's, uh, you know, why do Mexicans eat tamales for Christmas? And it's so that they have something to unwrap. And so it's a little bit of a jab in that way. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very, uh, very seasonal in that way. You can eat it, uh, you know, any time of year, but it seems pretty common. Like that's a time where family, particularly like the women will get together and cook that. Uh, and then, yeah, it's something that uh, is a, a way to symbolize like, okay, we're, we're all having tamales together. We're all eating together in that way. It's really nice. And just getting together for any reason is fun. Um, for us, New Year, Persian New Year, which is the beginning of um, new season in spring, which is March 20th, when the exact time that equinox happens, that's the moment of the new year. So basically, uh, before that, it's sort of like Christmas. People sometimes get together, start baking and, um, you know, cooking, doing different um sort of food and desserts that they cook and they bake together and all these activities uh, they're so meaningful and they're just so um, inspiring that um, you know you appreciate life you appreciate togetherness you appreciate food and i think food is a big part of culture and called big part of season there are certain foods that your appetite is more into those types of food for summer, you know, um, but also when it's winter, there's some different types of food that um, maybe you are tend to have more. So we know that in winter, usually more desserts, more sweets, because your body needs those. Um, and uh, so that's also another part of a new season. Yeah, I, I was even thinking growing up too, my mom would make this meal called abundigas. And what it is, is like this, like meat with like rice in it. And I don't ever remember her making it during the summer, mostly because it's it, because it's a soup. The whole house would get like foggy because it, it was a, maybe an easy and uh, cheap way also to one feed us, but then also to, to warm up the whole house. And so oh. uh, I remember when when she was cooking that, like the whole house would be a little warm. So if it was something done in the summer, I don't think it would be as popular. We'd be like, why are you cooking that? But yeah. instead it was like, oh, she's making a bondigas. And it's like, oh, the whole house is like warm. And so it's nice to be able to have like both of those things. So maybe that's why more cooking happens during winter time, um, because we know uh, in summer, 
even having more salads or more cold food doesn't, um, you know, make you feel bad. But in yeah, winter, the oven is on and it's hot yeah. in the house already. Yeah. Yeah. So in winter, uh, and don't you love it when you enter the house um, and then you smell the uh, bread, baking bread or baking desserts or cakes or or the smell of food. Sometimes uh, it's just such a good energy. And even I heard from my real estate uh, realtor friends that when uh, people want to sell their house, psychologically, the when they have open house, people who are cooking and especially the smell of something um, like a cake or like um, baking a bread attracts people psychologically when they come to the house and they're visiting the house. Uh, They say the uh, rate of purchase, um, the houses that they're cooking in it is higher. Oh, that's interesting. interesting, uh, Psychologically. Uh, So we are at the end of our program. And uh, as usual, as you said, rituals is that we, at the end, Mm -hmm. have our own statement. Uh, So we start with you, Alex. Well, I got to say, first and foremost, I'm hungry now. We just talked about all these good foods. And so, and I would love like maybe me, you and Dan, we can all like swap at some point these foods and share them with each other. Yeah. Yeah, And then we can even talk about it on the air and talk about, you know, what it's like to, to share these different foods. Cause I I know in the, I know the Mexican culture, like, like menudo, for example, like it's really good. I really enjoy it, but it's sometimes I always jokingly say it's best if you don't ask what it is, just (laughs) enjoy what it is. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, some of the foods, uh, are are different in people's uh, palates. So, um, you know, it's not something to be offended about. It's just, that's not our norm in that way. Um, so yeah, but I think, you know, a lot of times too, you know, you're pleasantly surprised. You're like, Oh my God, this is so good. How have I not eaten this before? Um, and so that'd be great if we could all kind of uh, find a way to, I think we, we just love food so much we just want to eat and if we can record <laughs> yeah. it that's even better well especially now when you said alex you're hungry i am too and think <laughs> of all these food and menuto you said uh, yep. mm-hmm. i just love to try and you mentioned something you said just eat it and don't even ask what is inside mm-hmm. immediately took me to one of our poets uh who always says very beautiful poems. Um, his name is Sohrab Sepehri. And it says, um, our work maybe is not to get into the business of um, how this flower has been to this point. Our business is just to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, and he says it beautifully mm-hmm. that uh, our work here is to enjoy so yeah. don't ask, just enjoy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. My, my mantra. Okay, yeah. just enjoy. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, the thing I do want to leave with listeners too is, you know, use this season, this upcoming fall as an opportunity for that change that you're wanting in your life. Uh, with Even with COVID and the uncertainty of what fall is going to look like for us this year, whether that's going to be still working remotely um, you know, try to build those habits or the, those routines that you would like your life to look like. Uh, now is the time to do that. Uh, and we can use this season, uh, you know, the upcoming uh, month, the upcoming holidays is that time to enact those things for yourself, for your family as well. So David, what would you like to leave with the listeners today? 
And I want to leave our listeners with um, enjoy every moment of your life, whether it's change of season, just try to find something that gravitates you towards something fun and happy and just be creative and don't sit and wait for someone else to offer. Try to bring people together. Be the one who does that. Do something for yourself, for your family, for, you know, just act upon it and just don't sit back and say, if this happened or if this person did this, just do it and be the one who does it. And also, I want to go back and talk about the seasonal effect. So if you are one of those people who have that SAD, which is seasonal affect disorder, just make sure you know what is going on uh, in your situation, in your system, you sleep more, try to use lighting differently, try to get out, get out and, and have fun and gather with friends, do things to be out of those moods, seasonal moods. And with that, I want to thank my friend and colleague, Dr. Alexandrade. And Alex, if you don't have anything else to say, we can say goodbye to our listeners. Yeah, I just want to say goodbye and thank you too. And uh, yeah, continue to listen. Uh, you can uh, always check out a previously recorded shows uh, through Bam Dad Radio or through our website, Tavanaugh, uh, thetavanaugh.com. That's T-H-E-T-A-V-A-N-A-T-A. Let me start over. T-H-E-T-A-V-A-N-A.com. Uh, there's links to our all of our old shows uh, and then you can listen to us live uh, on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1. So, yeah. And I have to also add that Dr. Andrade is our tech person uh, in our organization. So the website is done by him. Go visit the website and see how he has prepared our website. Yeah, and definitely encourage feedback too. Uh, if there's other things uh, listeners want to see, or uh, I know I'm, I'm working on putting our pictures up there too. Sometimes people wonder what we look like. So uh, yeah, definitely something that we can do uh, and open to that feedback from listeners as well. Okay, with that, we want to say goodbye to our listeners. We're going to come back uh, next week and we start another conversation. Uh, until then, I hope you have a wonderful uh, week ahead and we come back next week.
اسم کسی با صدامه اسم تو هر اسمی که هست مثل چه آشغان پر وسوسه مثل سفر مثل قربت باور کن اسممو باور رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا